Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey friends, Have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we may still struggle in our intimate relationships? My husband and I have a great relationship, but we are not relationship coaches. And we know that yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational support from a relationship specialist. If you're going through some kind of challenge right now in your relationships, my friend Jason Gaddis at the Relationship School can help. Jason's team will pair you up with a skilled relationship coach And within 48 hours, you'll be getting private one-on-one support on whatever you're going through relationally. And right now, for my listeners only, Jason is offering half off one month of relationship coaching. Head over to relationshipschool.com slash Laura to get the deal and watch your relationships improve. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A where you all ask the questions and we answer with joy and humor, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I am joined as always by my fearless co-host, Kristen Williams. Hey, Laura. Hey, everybody. So good to be here. Let's go ahead and kick it right off. Kick it right um, off. We got a question sent in to our um, support at lityoga.com. So don't forget, you can always do that. And this is from Sarah Young. She said she had four COVID shots in the same arm and a flu shot over the span of a year plus. Removal of lymph nodes requires shot in only one arm. The second COVID booster shot in March left my arm with a slight impingement. I've had a hard time raising my arm from the front, not the side, without uh, without painful ache. I've tried percussion massage, massage and strength training. Nothing seems to help. Anyone else have this issue with vaccinations? Any thoughts for remedy or just wait it out some more? Thank you in advance. I think we're gonna be hearing a lot about this. with, well, especially with COVID vaccines, now that everybody or most people are getting them. But this is not, this is something that actually is not uncommon. We used to see this a lot with the flu vaccine. And so in her case, having lymph node removal, she always has to get them in the same side. A lot of times we will ameliorate that by switching sides. If you have to get a vaccine, you get it on one arm one time and then the other arm the next time. 
But in her case, you know, a vaccine is, I guess I'm starting off since I kind of dove right in, but a vaccine is a, is a small um, amount of the virus. So we will see it's not uncommon for these viral um, injections to sometimes cause an autoimmune response. Um, I have seen it on a handful of occasions, just not for myself, but for patients and family members, people develop like a frozen shoulder or start to develop frozen shoulder symptoms after they get an injection. And it's the body, you know, the reason we get vaccines is for our body to actually start an inflammatory slash infectious process. And then the body produces antibodies to fight this off. And that's how we can develop an immune response. Therefore, when you get or might get the actual flu or get the actual COVID uh, virus, it's not as bad because your body has already developed antibodies towards it. However, we do have things or instances where the body might overreact. And we say overreact, I, I, I almost hate to use that term because nothing the body does is usually wrong. I mean, but sometimes the way our body responds to things might be hyper or hypo responsive. And so our body has a hyper responsive reaction, perhaps particularly in Sarah's case with having it in the same arm, you know, four vaccines plus flu in just over a year. So we'll say two years or less. That's just a lot of viral infection, even though a tiny little dose directed into the same area could have started an inflammatory hyperimmune response, autoimmune response, which could have developed or have her starting to develop signs of impingement. Impingement is inflammation within a joint. Um, I would be interested to know how her range of motion is. You know, a lot of times we'll see this adhesive capsulitis start, um, which by the time you feel pain or quote unquote impingement, you've actually lost some range of motion because the body just starts to tie down. So, you know, what to do about it? Usually what I've had people do when they, you know, say to me, for example, my father's, he, this was several years ago. He was like, ah, Christina, I got this flu shot and now I'm getting ready to go play golf. And I just feel like my, my, my arm is just doesn't feel like I have the swing. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. I sent my dad like five or six stretches to go right ahead and do almost nipping it in the bud. I had him doing just your traditional, you know, overhead stretch, like a hang from overhead, um, reaching behind a little, like a tricep stretch. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can kind of see what I'm doing here, reaching up the back, coming into some extension and internal rotation, coming across the body, a posterior shoulder stretch, whether he needed it or not, you know, pendulum type motion, you know, motions, anything to help flush out, you know, that virus and that, you know, that, that, that little viral injection and also flush out any inflammation you might have. We recommend doing that anyway, after you have a shot. So this is my PSA for people. Whenever you get a booster of any type, shingles, flu, COVID, whatever, move that arm like crazy that day. Not only does it help with soreness, but you're going to help flush that into the system. And I think flush out my opinion, and I don't know that there's any, I have any medical backing to this other than I know it makes it hurt a whole lot less. 
you know, flushing out perhaps some of that natural inflammatory response of the body. Laura, what else do you know about that? I think you covered it. I think that it's absolutely, everybody is case dependent. There are people who have very adverse reactions. And it sounds again, like you're saying in one arm, getting all of those shots, um, your body was just having a like a hyper um, immune response. But you have to separate that from like the pain you're feeling and, and realize that actually moving it is is the best thing you can do at this point. So I would, and you moving it um, is going to actually even be better than somebody doing something to it. I mean, I'm not against, I love myofascial, but you need to move and circulate um, the synovial fluid inside the shoulder joint itself. Um, you need to make sure that you're moving so you're getting that kind of capsular glide so the capsule doesn't get sticky on the humerus that can turn into adhesive capsulitis or a frozen shoulder. But I would say just know that it will go away, but you can help the process and certainly help it not get worse by continuing to move it, even if it does feel like you feel pinch or pain. And, and normally I'm... I'm really particular about the, the shoulder not going into any pinching or pain um, because usually it's a mechanical thing that you're, you know, you might, so make sure your posture is good, that your humeral head is already centrated, it isn't rolled forward, that closes down that space for, um, under the acromion. And yeah, do some of the things like Kristen said, hanging, circling the arm. We talked about this on a previous podcast, Frozen Shoulder, you could just literally follow our tips for that, but definitely move it. Um, and, you know, just kind of go to the range where it's, it does feel a little uncomfortable and just breathe into that because you're trying to tell your nervous system, hey, you don't have to respond so dramatically, but then you need to help your lymphatic system. So I would also maybe get some lymphatic massage. This is where you could do some, you can do it on yourself, lymphatic massage, from the neck down to the collarbone, above the collarbone, below the collarbone, and around the uh, brachial plexus. Just gentle, but just helping, again, some of that um, viral load uh, circulate and let it be taken care of more by the lymphatics. Lymphatic massage can really help with that. I love that. All right. Next question we have um, from one of our wonderful teachers, Ava. She... Um, my own way yoga. She wanted to know, how did you, Kristen and Rana meet? <laughs> I love that. Uh, most of you probably know Rana. If you don't, Rana is our director of education and programming. She's another senior lit teacher on the Lit Daily and helps out with, um, of course, teacher trainings. She's involved in that because of the education component. Overall, amazing gal. And we all travel to Europe together this summer and we travel a lot doing workshops. So uh, I met Rana about uh, nine years ago. She came to a free Lululemon class that I was teaching at. So anyone that is ever wondering how you can break into a new community, I get these questions all the time. I moved to another town. I don't know anybody. The studio is not sure they want to hire a new person. How do I get started? Well, you go and you you offer teaching at different places. It doesn't have to be a Lululemon, but Lululemon, you know that people are going to be interested in yoga most likely. I'm an athleta. Um, it could be at a library or a church. It could be anywhere that people gather that might be interested. And 
So Lululemon had these free classes and I was teaching one and, and Rana came there and she was like, hmm, I kind of like this style of yoga. So then she came to the studio and she was probably there before you came. But um, KB can tell how she came there, but they both ended up doing the same training, which was, I think, close to 10 years, nine years ago. 2014. 2014, eight years ago. Um, same training as my daughter, who was 12 at the time. And so, yeah, that was the start of our love story. And then they've been teaching at the studio. And then when we, when we launched our online platform, um, started that. And then, and then KB came on full time when she moved to Wisconsin. It was all kind of very organic and lovely. Yeah, no, that was exactly it. Rana was definitely there before because I remember when I started coming, Rana would occasionally check in on like your Saturday class. So she was working your front, front mm. desk a little bit. And, um, I, you know how that is. You're like, hi, I'm Kristen. Didn't really talk to her then. And then when we started teacher training, I remember being like, oh gosh, cause Rana was like, so, uh, just like she is Rana is a caregiver and Rana is a take charge person. And so she, very first day, Rana brought like two dozen vegan <laughs> cupcakes. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this superstar person? And a little bit, you know, uh, intimidated. <laughs> that lasted very short. Rana and I hit it off right away, became bosom buddies. We both actually, you know, to start teaching right out of teacher training was unusual. You only brought about three of us and allowed us to do that. Rana was one, I was one, and Eunice were the three people that, that we started teaching right out of teacher training. And so, you know, as a new teacher, you become, you're, you become, we became really close as a teacher training class anyway, as most do. Um, but then kind of going through that fire of making up new classes and hello, teaching for the Laura Hyman, you know, like, <laughs> it, was, it was like, you know, the pressure was on and Rana and I really leaned upon each other. And then yeah, everything with Lit Daily started and Rana even started with Lit Daily before me. Um, and then I came on. And so we we just, again, I was working uh, as a physical therapist, three kids, a lot less time. And then, yes, the stars aligned and everything happened to um, bring me on full time. And yes, we travel together and um, it is truly a, uh, we. You, Rana and I call each other yoga honeys. You're my yoga sister, you know, my sister from another mister. So yeah, certainly it has been a um, blessed friendship from the get go. Yeah. For going on, it'll be nine years um, mm -hmm. in here. Well, I guess eight years coming up. Yeah. Eight years. Yeah. I, it's amazing. I, and this is like such a good lesson for anyone who is, you know, developing friendships or developing work relationships and that you can have both, you know, I think actually having both is so wonderful because we're all passionate about what we do and about what we believe in. And we're also supportive of um, each other. And it just, and then we can also talk openly about things that we need to work on. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a really, really beautiful synergy. And I am always like, like knock at myself, like, what, what did I do to deserve this? It's, it's amazing. So yes. I'm, I feel super blessed. So do we. Yay. Should we hit the lottery. 
Yes, we did. Uh, we did, we did. It's wonderful to get along and you don't have to um, think that, you know, having a work relationship or professional relationship doesn't allow for that. So much better when it does. Yes. Okay, next question is from Sammy. For the podcast, my pelvis is tilted laterally and puts a lot of strain on that sit bone slash hip slash hamstring. Constantly struggling, keeping my pelvis neutral during pyramid, standing split, runner stretch. Any cues to lit up that area to hug it into neutral? You're not alone, Sammy. I know. If you guys just watched me, I was listening to Laura read that and I immediately uncrossed my legs because, um, you know, Sammy's talking about having a tilted pelvis. And so what we don't know is, does she have a leg length discrepancy? Does she have scoliosis? You know, what might be causing that tilt? Or is it truly tilted? You know, we, um, this is, I, I like to call myself a recovered um, uh, osteopathic physical therapist where I made a lot of positional diagnoses where someone, oh, your pelvis is torqued. You have an upslip. You have a, you name it. Um, I really tried to reframe my, my, my thought process to be less static and um, knowing in my own body, we all have tendencies that will make things. And yes, we all have asymmetries too. And that's okay. Let me throw that out there right away. It is okay to be uneven. I feel it in myself, different hamstring lengths, different uh, hip mobilities, but where I find it is in what I do throughout the day. So um, I would encourage you, Sammy, to look off the mat and what you're doing throughout the day that might be, I would call that enhancing that, maybe not causing it, but certainly perpetuating it. Um, if you may be like me, where you always sit with one leg hugged up to, um, you know, if you look at me on the YouTube, I always want to sit this way with my right knee up into my chest. So I have to force myself to sit this way and it feels super weird and it feels uneven in my pelvis, but that's because it's not my norm. I have to remind myself to uh, you know, either uncross my legs or cross the other leg because I might have a favorite leg. I have to remind myself not to always weight bear through one standing leg. There are all these things that we do throughout the day, you know, that can perpetuate that. And then in the short term, I will kind of asking what you can do about it for myself. I'll go into that awkward position and I'll just kind of sit there and breathe. And I'll do some kind of, you know, what we do in Lit, Laura, where we're doing sort of this movement practice um, never pushing into an end range, never pushing into pain, but, you know, kind of like we talked about with the last second to last question, you know, reminding my nervous system that I don't need to always go there. And can I just encourage that release either through my breath, certainly through movement, but my biggest thing is in changing habits. Laura, what else do you have to say about that? I really echo what you said, like, look at what you're doing off the mat. Um, and then, you know, everything you mentioned, Sammy, which isn't surprising, is like in a stagger position, you know, you pyramid, um, standing out, that type of thing, where you are, uh, you know, your pelvis is neutral, but your hips are doing, you know, one's in extension, one's in flexion. And that is where you will feel more of the imbalance because one side will feel really easy. And then the other, like Kristen was saying, the other, like bringing that hip up feels really different. 
So I would always go above and below and see what you could free up above and below. Um, you might be hanging on that side. So for instance, like Kristen was saying, like my tendency is to hang on my right hip. Hang on my right hip. That's where I carried my babies. That's if I'm standing and I'm getting a little, you know, just like more lazy. I just kind of hang over there. And you better believe that is the side I have a hard time balancing on. It has a hard, it has a slower activation, but I also have a kind of bunion thing that wants to happen. And I'm you know, using my correctos to avoid that, but that feeds up into it. Now, who knows what happened first, but it, it makes it even harder for my glute med and my stabilizers of the hips to really hold in. So look below and above, like Kristen was saying, when you're in a pyramid, don't think about going down, think about lengthening the spine and then shimming the ribs, freeing up the tissue that surrounds the rib cage that also attaches to the pelvis. Um, if you feel it in your sit bone, hinge deeper into the hip and bend the knee and just hug that, hug around the sit bone, all the, all the tissue there so that you're really creating um, activation in the proximal part of the hamstring, which will give your pelvis some stability, but will also be protective for the hamstring, will also help to engage the pelvic floor. So there's just noticing it on the mat gives you like the um, view into what you're probably also doing habitually. And so I, like Kristen, I know that my right side is, uh, you know, behind uh, the eight ball compared to my left, but it's gotten better because I pay more attention to the other things, like how I'm sitting, how I'm standing when I'm just chopping vegetables or something, how I'm walking, um, not letting that kind of pelvis swing out and stuff like that. So it's not so much like to your point, Kristen, like an upslip or a torque or anything. It's I think it's more that you just let it go more, you know, on, on one side. One side is easier to kind of hang into. And that's usually the side that, you know, if you have a knee bent or something, that's usually the side you kind of pull up. If I'm lying in bed, it's my right hip that I can externally rotate and kind of, you know, like a tree on my stomach. And I have to remind myself, oh, you know what? That's, that's the easy side. And that's the side that's already, it's not hypermobile. It's just not as um, wired to stabilize. So why, why should I try and make it less stable by always opening that hip? So just look at all the surrounding stuff and, and think again in these postures, especially when you're staggering, you don't have to go down into it, but how do you receive the energy up from the floor? Think of the, the femurs lifting up. I was describing this in a class recently, like a little stool, you would lift the stool legs up into the seat of the chair versus like hanging down into the stool legs. And that's what your femurs are doing. They're giving energy and support to the pelvis. So kind of look at all the different factors that can help. But no, like Kristen said, this is totally normal. We all have it to some degree. Some of us have it more because there's just been more of that habitual patterning in there. But it's always uh, possible to improve the spectrum of balance. I love it. You give the best analogies, like the stool legs. Where does that come from? <laughs> I know, it's looking at a stool because I kept on saying, pull your femurs up in your pelvis. Well, that makes sense to me. But a lot of people are like, okay, well, what do you mean? And I'm just like, Think about it. You can crush a stool by sitting down, or you can think about, hey, I want the stool, the stool legs to support the, the seat, and it's that's no what's brainer, happening. Yeah, there we go. It doesn't in my brain like it does you. I love it. <laughs> yes, well, it's imagery all the time. Can't turn it off. 
Uh, we love all of you and we love hearing from you. So please write us. No question is um, not going to be answered. It can be about our life, how we met, how what we do in our daily life. It could be a biomechanical question and we'll do what we can to answer anything. So please write us at support at lityoga.com. That's L-Y-T yoga.com or find us on Instagram. You can find me at kbwilliams99 and Lara at lara.hyman. That's no you, it's L-A-R-A hyman.com. <laughs> yes. And so uh, write us, direct message us and always, always share this with friends. And we love it when you um, subscribe and rate and review because we, we love hearing from you and we, we like to know that we're making um, a difference. That's, we love doing this, so we want to keep doing it. All right. And as always, we're pulling for we're you. We're pulling for you.